everybody, welcome to Stock Bites, the show that breaks down yesterday's market movers, last week's volume ads, and tickers that are getting a lot of pub on social media. As a reminder, we are not financial advisors. Please do your own due diligence before you choose to invest. And we are a listener-driven podcast. If there's something that we missed about a company or a specific ticker that you'd like us to discuss, shoot us an email. Stockbitespodcast at gmail.com. Stockbitespodcast at gmail.com. Thanks. Let's get to the show. Bam. Trey, you can't you can't say that about Jews. Oh. <laughs> hey everybody, <laughs> welcome to welcome to Stock Bites. I'm George. That's Trey. We're gonna take a look at what happened last week on Robinhood. Break down a couple of the top most traded stocks. See if anything's worth holding long term, or if this is all just pump and dump action. Just a quick recap: the top five most traded stocks last week: Vaxart. KTAV, Workhorse, Gap, and IDEX bringing up the rear. We're going to introduce a recurring segment here called Bite Marks. We're going to take a look at a position, uh, a look at a position that we took over the past week that crashed and burned spectacularly. And with that, I'm going to bring Trey and Trey. I know that we've talked about Ideonomics, I D E X, over the last couple of podcasts. Yes. What happened this week? Oh man, I already have PTSD and it's only been three days. But uh, yeah, IDEX was one of our early finds. We got in around 155. Um, it quickly took off, so above $3. Things look great. All those memes that you see on Twitter and on Reddit that we were going to the moon, it just seemed like everything was lined up. Um, then a huge article came out saying that this company was falsifying a great deal of information. And whether that 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 it is true or not, the entire market reacted. Um, and it quickly dropped. And where the diamond hands kicked in and I told myself I wasn't going to trade it, I bought more at the dip, thinking that it was a dip. And it just continued to go further and further down. I ended up uh, saying farewell to this stock and losing all profits. At the highest, I was up $4,000. And, uh, and when I finally sold it, I was down about 700. So it was a tough- You sold all your positions? I sold it all. I was tired of watching it go down. And I just, I took a shot of vodka. I said goodbye to this stock and I sold the whole thing. I didn't want to look at it. I didn't want to talk about it. I didn't want to feel the feelings it was making me feel. And I said goodbye. What did you do? So over the last month, Ideonomics, even after a dismal last five days where, like you said, it was down 35% last week. Ugh. Over the last month, the stock's still up 250%. And I think there's it's important to point out there's a couple of different ways to play this. So you bought in with the intention of holding and, and then, you know, sold out when she hit a little bit of adversity uh, and, and the stock didn't perform the way you wanted. And 
my accounts, I have one where I have to hold long term. So I've just bought it, you know, got in low, and I'm I think I'm still close to even or 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 not down. Yeah, I'm down 20% on my initial investment. That's something that I'm, you know, I'm comfortable holding for the next couple of months. And let's just see how it plays out. And the other account that I have that I was able to actually trade, I doubled my money on the first day I was in, sold out, bought back at the dip with the profits. So I've got all my skin out of Ideonomics in that account. So there's three ways that, Go ahead. that we're telling you that we've played this. And I think it's important to kind of differentiate. I think a lot of people do what you did. Yes. And it's, and it's emotional. It's absolutely emotional. I'll be first to admit that it's emotional. Um, I went in very, very big. I bought more as it continued to go up. I averaged up, which is in itself a risk. Um, and to the point where I had too much money in the stock, I was not happy with the amount of money I had in it. Um, and it continued to break every line of stability where I thought it would stop at $2. It didn't stop at $2 where I thought it would stop at $1.50. It didn't stop at $1.50. It just kept going down. And it was to the point that, uh, you just start to realize that you've got too much money in the game. And I did, I emo pulled, I, and you know, we'll see what happens in the next week. But, uh, I, I'm just, I couldn't, I couldn't, I didn't like the feeling. I didn't want to feel it anymore. I had to let go. So I tossed Jack off the floating board and uh, I let that Titanic sink. I think the lesson here, and maybe I'm speaking for you, but take profits when you have them. Yes. Oh, please speak for me again. Take profits when you have them. And I remember Googling. I remember Googling is like, how do I take profits of something I want to hold long term? And I just held. Um, and it's like at the casino. When you're up at the casino, just take some out, put it in your pocket, go cash it. Make sure that you can come home to your wife with everything that you left with in the first place. I'm gonna I'm gonna be drinking quite a bit these next few days. That's funny. We'll see what, we'll see what happens with it. But uh, yeah, that's our that's my big bite mark for the week, and I'm hoping that's gonna be the last one for quite some time. It's not good for your health. You're <laughs> like you live in Dubai. Your trading hours are pretty late yes. at night. I'm there till midnight at least. And on a days like Thursday and Friday when you're you're just bleeding money, I'm getting these texts from you like, <laughs> it's all I'll never do this again. I don't know why I've I quit. Just questioning your whole life. Yeah, I mean, I mean, yeah. Don't get me wrong. A uh, half a bottle of vodka, a couple of whiskey drinks, and. Uh, I will, well, we'll get, we'll get into that of my next crazy thing, but that's my bite. I'm going to heal and uh, I'm still up. I'm still up overall. I just got to, just got to reset and play the game. Got to keep going. There we go, people. That's our first recurring segment, Stock Bites. Stock Bites. Brought to you by Ideonomics. Brought to you by Ideonomics and Alf Poor. Yes. Thanks, Alf. Out of boy. Stop texting. Stop tweeting. He released a picture uh, over the weekend of the MEG Center in China that Hindenburg came out and said wasn't real. Like, you know, you're in trouble when your CEO is having to go to Twitter to defend that his company is real. It just didn't look good. It's been bad all around. All right. I don't want to talk about that anymore. It makes me sad. So on that note, I think this is kind of related. I've been thinking about this over the last few weeks and, you know, I've had these thoughts myself. I'm curious. How many people do you think 
over the last 14 weeks of quarantine have thought to themselves, I, sh- I could be a professional day trader. This, this is easy. Why don't I quit my job? Why don't I just do this every day? Too many of them. Absolutely too many of them. Um, and I think it, you know, it's probably crossed my mind once or twice for a very, very brief moment. Um, but you know, if it was that easy, we'd all be doing it. We'd all be successful. And that's what you got to remind yourself is that it's not, um, you can't listen to the herds. You got to do your own research and it's not easy to do that research, um, which I think is vital for being a day trader. I think it's also important to have regular income. You know, even as a professional poker player, you you dive into businesses and invest in different things because you always have to have guaranteed revenue coming in. And whenever you play the market, it's never guaranteed. Well, moving on, a couple other things that caught my eye last week on Robinhood. The fourth most traded stock of the week or the fourth most added stock with 35,000 Robinhood users entering a position in GPS. That's the gap. The old real t- retailer that we all used to go to when we were kids. And uh, on the week, it was up 13% with most of that coming on Friday. I think a lot of the hype was around a deal that they inked with Kanye West. Kanye, 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 Kanye. Yeezy clothing line. They're not going to be selling the shoes. No. Uh, Kanye's going to be creating pants, sh- you know, and tops, basically. They're not getting the shoes. Adidas still has those. Trade, you play it? What no, do you think about, um, you know, gap? I followed, yeah, I followed my rule. It's my new rule. One of the things I've learned over the last week is don't chase. Um, and when I found out about this, it was being aired on CNBC. And Gap was already up, I think it was like 20%. I don't know, $4 a share um, more than it, was, than it was at opening. And that's just the name of the game is do not chase. No matter how good something looks, if that line is going up and it is green, don't touch it. Don't chase it. It will eventually come back down, no matter how good it is. So I watched it. I was very happy to see it. I love Gap. Definitely love Kanye. I think there's good things to come. But at the same time, Kanye is crazy. You know, two two weeks from now, he could go, I don't want to do this anymore, and completely drop the deal. And he can watch the market go the exact opposite direction. Um, but I, it's exciting. Love Gap. I will definitely be watching it. How about you? Did you play it? I did not. And two things, just from what you were saying there. First of all, Kanye West, I would like to point out that that was Trey that said you were crazy and not me. <laughs> Come find me in Dubai. Second of all, you got to take your own advice here, man. Don't chase, right? That's right. You just got through, you just got through talking about how you were adding to ideonomics, chasing that up wave. Right. And uh, just be happy. Yeah. Be happy with being in the green with what you got in on. Um, and if you haven't gotten in on something that's already up in the green, leave it alone. If you love it, it will come back down. What goes up must come down. It's true for physics and it's definitely true for stocks. So a couple of things with Gap. My thoughts would just be stay away from this company at all costs. They lost $900 million in the first quarter of this year. Oh. And we have a billion dollars in cash at the end of oh, Q1. That's bad. In Q2, they issued 200, excuse me, $2.25 billion in short-term notes, all over 8.3% interest, which is a huge nut to crack. And an operating margin of negative 60% in the first quarter. That's going to continue. Coronavirus cases are up. 
people aren't going back to malls. Malls aren't reopening soon. You know, th- there was already retailers already had issues before the coronavirus happened, you know, JC Penney seems have been on the verge of bankruptcy for 10 years uh, since we were kids. Yeah, absolutely. You know, this is, um, yeah, this is a pure stay away for me on this. And look, Kanye West, I'm old. I don't follow his music. I know that he's come out publicly for Trump. I don't know what's happened to his following <laughs> since then. Yeah. Stay away. Uh, yeah. I agree with that. Another thing that caught my eye, Trey, and, and it's really, uh, you know, Workhorse was the number three added stock this week with, with 42,000 Robinhood users adding it. It ended the week up 102%, pretty steady growth throughout the week. But the company, and, and they make uh, electric vehicles for like FedEx, you know, Last Mile, U- United States Postal Service. Once it gets to the distribution center, they got to have a way to get it to your house. So they're making, or focusing on an electric van for that. Uh, and they've also piloted some sort of delivery drone that I'm not sure we'll ever actually see being used, but who knows? The, and, and the reason I'm bringing this up, um, you know, this company, they only have $17 million in cash. They have $40 million in current liabilities. They <laughs> have written in their SEC, you know, their first quarter report that they are going to run out of money by June. They don't have enough money to, to make it the next three months. And still the stock's up 102%, which is good for them. They can come out and do some sort of offering at a higher price. It may help them survive a little longer. But I think they've really caught the hype from the Nikolas, the Teslas, the uh, the SHLL, whatever that Hylogen, you know. Yes, back which is, is also doing well. Yeah. yeah. People are just looking for ele- the next electric vehicle company. And this may be it, but I think that this company has a long way to go before they even prove whether or not they're going to be around at the end of this year. How much? How much is it per share? Any idea? Ended up about ten bucks a share. Let me double check. Good for them. Yeah, ended at nine dollars and ninety cents. It's up two hundred and thirty nine percent over the last year. What's the last ticker? week up one hundred and two? And they've been pumped and dumped a couple of times already over the last year. Mike Pence and Donald Trump have both given this company shout outs over the last several months saying that they were going to buy the GM factory in Detroit that went under. They weren't. Total (laughs) BS. You saw the, if you go look at like their, their one year, uh, or I guess their six month chart, you can see the areas where the, the president has talked about them. It's a it's a total long shot. And again, guys, if you're going to play this, and and you hit a you know you by chance you hit the hundred percent stock that week, set a stop loss, set a trailing stop loss percent at yes. you know ten percent or whatever. Sell you know if you put in a thousand bucks, and you make a thousand bucks, sell out you know and Get out. put your thousand back in so that you have no skin in the game. Like don't risk more than you can because this company has almost went out. Of, well, first of all. This company did go out of business in 2007 or eight. Another company came and bought out the IP. And since then, they've struggled mightily. They've issued tons of shares to raise equity. They've issued a ton of debt. You know, there's a very good chance that they are not around, uh, you know, in a handful of years. So play it accordingly. Excellent. We're going to introduce our second recurring segment of the week, Sweet Tweets. By the way, if you have suggestions for segments or names, give us an email, stockbitespodcast at gmail.com. 
We'd love to hear from you. But sweet tweets, we're going to shout out to a handle that helped call a big win or maybe in Trey's case, helped call a big loss. What do you got? <laughs> um, yeah, this guy, uh, I'm giving a shout out to Chris Randone. Um, Chris is, uh, he got a big check mark on Twitter, got a big following of 43,000, um, connected with Barstool Sports. Um, he's a, he's uh, a sports writer first, day trader second. Um, and whether it is successful or not, he has done a terrific job deep diving what is one of the hottest stocks on Robinhood right now. Uh, comes in at the 108th most popular stock is KTOB. K-T-O-V is the ticker. Um, and they are they have created an awesome new drug for, for cancer. Um, and there's big news that they might be um, merging with a bigger company, which is always good for the stock market. But like most penny stocks, most up and downs, um, it's gone crazy and people don't know what to do about it. Um, and he's done an excellent job uh, doing a deep dive that it's very easy to understand. Um, something you could read to a fifth grader and he would completely understand what's going on. He does a very good job of not being biased. Uh, he just lays out the facts, uh, tells you where he can find those facts and uh, makes me very, very comfortable with a very big investment in KTOV is the ticker. Have a look, see what you think. It's very popular, almost too popular, which makes me nervous, like that IDEX effect. Um, but things are very, very promising. And he's just an educational guy. Highly recommend Chris Randone, at Chris Randone on Twitter. Shout out to him. Little color here. 42,000 Robinhood users added KTOV last week. KTOV is an Israeli biopharma company. Uh, they ended the week up 104%. And just to clean up a couple of things that you said, they uh, recently entered into a collaboration with Bristol Myers Squibb uh, for some drug that's going to partner with Bristol Myers Squibb. And the thing that's really got the hype this week is there's rumors of a collaboration with Merck for their NT219 drug. And, and typically, like smaller, you know, smaller biopharma pharma companies will create the technology, create the, the recipe, and then partner with a bigger company to produce and continue to research and do the clinical trials and all that sort of stuff. And then, you know, there's some sort of money split, right? People this week were excited about this collab, the potential for a collab. Uh, and it's really because they're looking at Surf, S-U-R-F. They did a collab with Merck earlier this year, and that stock rallied almost 300% since then. Beautiful. So, KTOV, they've come out and said that they're going to release who they're partnering with by the end of Q2, which is Tuesday, I believe. Yes. You know, they've got a couple of, you know, they have a drug, I guess, uh, already out there, this Consensi drug that's going to start bringing in some revenue. The company's only five years old. They have had very little, if any, revenue. So, Consensi will, will help. It'll keep them, you know, kind of float them along for the next couple of years and hopefully you know, this NT219 or the CM24 drug that they're partnering with Bristol Myers Squibb on, hopefully that hits. If it doesn't... Yeah, know, it goes I, down. Everything goes down. When news, when hype is, happens, and then it, the facts don't follow, people panic and sell. So um, fingers crossed on it. There's good evidence and good signs behind it happening. Um, so we will find out probably Monday or Tuesday. Uh, hopefully, hopefully Monday. Or you know what? The... Tel Aviv stock market was up today. They were, you know, they may have uh, tweeted it or texted about it while we're here talking. 
that's just me being hopeful. Fingers crossed. Is this a long-term play for no, you? No, this is uh, me trying to make my profits back off of IDEX with uh, put it, dumping a whole bunch of money in KTOV. And uh, I got in relatively early. I'm at, I'm in at uh, an average of 90 to a share. I averaged up just a little bit when I dropped to one uh, a dollar. And uh, I will be selling as soon as the uh, the hype happens, probably Monday or Tuesday. I am I am no longer in anything for long term, <laughs> especially with these these level of prices. Uh, I I'm in I'm in small at a small average price for a whole lot of money, and uh, I'll pull out once I make some some sweet greens. No so watching it go if back you're down. Play this. Definitely go follow, you know, Ketov on Twitter. Yes. It's really important that they release who they are collabing with Monday, Monday or, or Tuesday. Tuesday, right? End of quarter. Yeah, it's, this is interesting. This isn't like Ideonomics where I go, you know, there's a 50-50 chance that this company is real. Right. So, you know, it's, it's, it's less risky from that. Like, yeah, we know this company is real, but you're, I'm not great with these but like i didn't go to medical school i don't understand half the jargon that they use um you know i think the deal with these is if you play enough of them you'll you'll hit the one that does have the drug that works you know good luck thank you and last step i think you know we should mention we should mention vaxart which was the number one added stock last week on Robinhood. Fifty-nine thousand users i think this is also not a long-term hold this is just a trade their kind of big news was they've been selected and they're competing against Moderna, AstraZeneca, Johnson & Johnson, Merck, and Pfizer for this government contract, or I guess this government program, and it's called Operation Warp Speed to develop an oral vaccine for COVID-19. Cool. Maybe it hits, maybe it doesn't. I think you should probably stay away. There's been so many of these pump and dumps with uh, – you know, potential COVID-19 remedies or, or vaccines, just, you know, be very, very cautious. This is not a long-term buy and hold. If they don't come to market with a vaccine, the stock's going to crash. There's going to be a ton of bag holders. And I'm already seeing the, the kind of the charts on, uh, on Robin track that the holders are way above where the share price has performed. And that's typically the recipe for lots of bag holders. So, you know, they're competing with the largest companies in the world maybe they're first to market with a vaccine maybe not by the way did you see this there's some sort of, it's unpeer-reviewed but there's a study coming out of china and china is saying that there's a mutation of covid19 that is not effective or excuse me that is infecting people who've already had covid19 so the antibodies don't work right they're calling it the European vid. I don't know. They're saying that it started in Europe, but there there is news. This is very early. This is not peer reviewed, but there there's claims coming out of China that there is some sort of mutation of the virus, and you know. So who knows if you come to market by the time you get to market with a vaccine, it may not work, right? Fingers crossed, it does. My bite marks for the week. Yeah, yeah. Talk on, to me on Friday. I looked at my wife and I, for some reason, these words came out of my mouth. You know, I'm going to clean the toilets this weekend. 
Why yeah. did you say that? Still, still a couple still a couple hours left on Sunday here, but oh, you haven't done it yet. Yeah, you that is a big bite mark here. Yeah, you got a newborn no. baby and a mama. You better go do something nice for both of them. <laughs> Even though the baby's not using the toilet, you better go do something nice for him too. Well, Trey, let's take a look at what we think. Ow, hell, it could be our third recurring segment. We could call That's it. That's exactly bite what bet. it is. Yeah. Sorry, I interrupted, I interrupted you again. Clean it up. Yeah, it bite bet. You want to talk over me again? Bite. Bite bet. Bite bet. Bite there bet. It is. We're betting on bite. Let's, Let's see how they perform next week. And we have yet to come up with a punishment for the loser. So if we you have any it. ideas, stockbitespodcast at gmail.com. So I'm going go to pick, pick a stock that I think is going to outperform yours. Um, we're both going to buy a share of this stock and add it to our portfolio. Um, and mine is, drum roll, Peloton, ticker P-T-O-N. And as the market is turning red of fears of coronavirus and people are pulling money out of the market, Peloton continues to stay green and continues to go up with great publicity and sales. And uh, I see them as, as everyone panics and as gyms continue to reclose back down because of fears of coronavirus, I very much see Peloton continue to grow and succeed. I'm a big fan of the CEO. I like where this company is going. And my bet against you, my, my bite bet is Peloton, P-T-O-N. And I'm buying a share right now at $58 a share. Bought one. A good one. Over the last month, up 40% of the last five days, up 15%. Yeah. And I think it's a long way to go. The stock has been crushing it this year. Do, question for you. Do I actually have to, so I don't currently have to own the stock. You don't, you don't currently have to own it, but if you drop it on the table to play against me, you have to add it to your portfolio. I actually think it's more fun if you don't already own it. Hmm. So I, I'm, I'm going back and forth here between two stocks, one that I own, one that I don't. The one that I own is SEC Limited. Right? The, the name of the company is at the ticker is SE, uh, but the name of the company is C Limited, and they're a um, you know online gaming shopping platform in Southeast Asia. And they've you know they had a down week, down about one point six three last week, but they've had an awesome year, up one hundred and sixty one percent year to date. I'm balancing that against Amazon, and the thing here, oh, you know, I, I don't have Robinhood, right? So I, I, I'm not, I can't do fractional shares. Right. So I actually have to go out and buy, spend, you know, which is a little different than buying Peloton at 58. I got to go spend 2700 or something, you know, 2800 <laughs> to buy Amazon. Maybe that I hear you. Um, maybe we like stay away from the fangs. Uh, like, or yeah, that's fair. I understand your concern. I'm not going to make you go buy $2,700 worth. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll what, start with C. I'll, I'll go against you with C. Okay. S -E. C, ticker SE versus PTON. And uh, throughout the week, we'll figure out what the loser has to do, what you Real have quick. to do otherwise. Real quick on Amazon. I think, I think Amazon is going to continue. And this is, I'm not saying anything groundbreaking here. Amazon is going to be the best performing stock once the coronavirus is done. It doesn't yeah. hurt their earnings. 
they're massive, right? They're in so many different things that oh, all taking, have to do with working from home. Taking over the world. Cloud 100%. computing, Twitch, delivery. You know, if, if I could buy one stock going forward, then I had to put 100% of my portfolio in for the next 10 years, it would be Absolutely. Amazon. Absolutely, in a heartbeat. No doubt on my mind. Well, sir, I think that's all I have for you today. You got anything left for me? Yeah. Well, uh, you want to end it with uh, who loves each other more or who remembers what from childhood with a uh, I remember? Yeah, let's do an I remember. remember All right. Go for it. Um, I remember it was probably your 11th or 12th birthday. We had a scavenger hunt on Phil Street. And we were split up into two teams and my team beat your team on your birthday and you threw an egg at me because I was being, I was being a turd. Oh yeah. It was, it was completely earned. Uh, and I got an egg thrown at me and I remember, uh, it was a slumber party party and all of you guys fell asleep and I was still awake and I was trying to get you guys to wake back up to keep playing and hanging out. And I would cough like once every 60 seconds. And your mom heard me coughing and was worried about me. So she brought me uh, medicine and called my mom. But it was really just me trying to wake you guys up. Thank you, Miss Murphy. That's it. Thank you, Miss Murphy, for being an awesome yeah. mom and worrying about my fake cough. All right. What's yours? Was the egg raw? Mm-hmm. Did I hit yeah, you? Yeah, I think it was. Uh, you know, I can't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so, which is rare for you because you're good. You're pretty good at everything. <laughs> but I think I think at that time you missed me. You were over it pretty quickly. From some divine intervention going, hey, man, he doesn't deserve yeah. it. Right. All right. Yeah, my whatever, whatever we're going to call this. Remember when? Yeah. You and I took a trip. It was my first trip overseas. We went to Amsterdam and we oh. spent basically a week of just living a very debaucherous lifestyle. It was a ton of fun. Yes. But we did a lot of walking while we were there. And I have, and I do from time to time in Houston, go to Chinatown and get feet massages. Love these places. It's like 20, 30 bucks. You get to sit down for 45 minutes. They rub your feet. You know, and, and after you've been walking around Amsterdam, which by the way, come on, European cities, have some grass somewhere. Yes. There's Please. no... We got one park in the whole, anyway, <laughs> we, you and I, I convinced you to go in, which by the way, was no easy feat, but I convinced you to go into a Asian foot, play, you know, Chinese foot massage place and they great salesmanship on their part. They immediately sat me down in a chair downstairs so I couldn't leave. And then there's like this little, you know, upward room. They bring you up there and you know, we'd been partaking in the Amsterdam lifestyle. So we're both like in our, in each, you know, in our own heads and we get up there and you're, you're very nervous about the whole situation. You're going to have a random person touching your feet, but at least it's going to be a Chinese woman and you're laying back in the chair and they sit me right next to you. And then my lady walks out with the bucket and she says, Oh, hi. And then, you know, she, I put my feet in the bucket and she starts, and then out comes for you, this middle-aged white dude, middle-aged American white dude who was balding. He had the Kevin from the office haircut. Yeah. Just the hair on the side of his head. He had big glasses on. He looked like Ned Ned Flanders without a, without a mustache. That's right. And you, I totally and forgot you about you opened that. your eyes and you looked down. <laughs> just the... 
the shock and the horror of when, <laughs> and you're too polite. You couldn't go, oh, no, no, no. I don't want this one. Please give me another one. You just you took it and you just yeah. had these big white man hands on your feet for the next one. <laughs> he was he did a good job. It was his passion in life. And I, you know what? I, I should jump to conclusions. That's Mark right. did a great job. Wow, what a memory. <laughs> I had totally forgotten about that. You're welcome. Well I paid for that, by the way. <laughs> yeah, you did. That's right. <laughs> Good stuff. All right, buddy. Well, that's all Stay I real, got man. for you today. Let's keep it out. Good luck this week on the markets. Thank you. Same to you. Don't chase. No Don't chasing. Put too much money into one. Buy some good blue Nothing chip Nothing that you can't afford to lose. Stop losses yeah. as well. All right. All right Love buddy. you, buddy. Bye. Love you. Talk to you next week.